0: Going on, guys. Welcome to this episode of Hockey Prospect Report. I'm Frankie, and you'll hear from Nick in a couple of seconds here. But before we get into this episode, I want to just quickly tell you about our sponsor, Customized Sports. Customized Sports offers you professional-looking tackle twelve jersey number kits that allow you to customize any jersey with any font, and they give your jersey a nice professional look that otherwise wouldn't be there if you left it blank. You can find them at customizedsports.com or on the Reddit or eBay page, Customize-Sports, and be sure to use code PROSPECT10 on checkout for your 10% discount. Thank you to Customize Sports for sponsoring us.
1: Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Hockey Prospect Report. We got a team breakdown day for you guys, and we have another special guest. He's a repeat special
2: guest, two weeks in a row. Kenned, what's going on? What's going on, guys? I guess you might like to uh, you you like my voice that much. You decided to have me on again, so thank you.
1: Yeah, yeah. Thanks for coming on again. And of course, the man himself, Frankie Benvenuti. What's going on, buddy? You know what, Nick?
0: Honest to God, right now, I'm um, I've got the Tampa Bay Lightning, Dallas Stars game six on one screen. The Kansas City Chiefs and the Baltimore Ravens have just kicked off on the other side of my
1: screen. We're recording. I get to see your beautiful mug.
0: Oh, Everything's going yeah.
1: great. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Any day that we get to see each other's face and record is a good day. And now we got a third face to look at. What a great day. What a great
2: day. There you go. It's uh, it's all-around <laughs> win for everyone.
1: Now, <laughs> for Nick, sure. I, I want to quickly
0: start this episode by putting um, some information out about next week. Because I believe next Tuesday is the draft, right? Yep. So... We won't have an episode out on the Monday or the Tuesday, I don't think, unless we want to figure out a, a way to put out a mock draft maybe before then. I guess we can we can look into doing that. But we will be hosting a live show Tuesday night for the draft. Uh, I anticipate it being about four hours long, to be honest yeah. with you. <laughs> 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 maybe Kenan wants to give us some more of his time. Come on, when the Sands hey, are picking. I mean,
2: like, let's be honest. Uh, the Sens are going to ruin my night, and this is going to make my night, so I I might just join.
0: <laughs> we're uh, we're excited about it, because Nick's Rangers are picking first overall, and I have the yeah. slightest hunch right now that they will not be picking Alexis Lafreniere. Uh, and know, I've, I've been thinking about that. I've kind yeah. of pieced this theory together about why he didn't look so happy on draft night, and my theory is because he doesn't think the Rangers are going to pick him. So I'm excited to hear the best player in the draft get picked first overall, Marco Rossi. Oh my God. And from there, we'll see how <laughs> things go.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I have that same hunch. Like, I wouldn't I would I, I wouldn't be shocked if they didn't pick Lafreniere. But at the same time, I mean, a live reaction from everyone, right? I think that's priceless. I, it's going to be interesting
0: I'm... because my Habs pick 15 or 16 around that range. It's going to be a yeah. live reaction from me. If Kenned's p- here when the Sens are picking, picks 3 and 5, that'll be an interesting reaction from him as well. Knicks Rangers yep. pick at 22, with yep. that Hurricanes pick, they got in some stupid trade, but I don't. Overall, that should be a fun night. It's our first time streaming, but I—I I mean, I think we've got things pretty sorted out,
1: hopefully. Yeah, and I, like you said, I don't know if we'll do a, a pre-draft episode that morning or not. Um, to be you know, determined. Depends how we're. Yeah, feeling. yeah, yeah, yeah. But we'll certainly do a a post-draft episode. That'd be cool. So, yeah. But with that, with that, speaking of the Senators, we're doing a team breakdown and we're talking about the Ottawa Senators since they're next up on the draft board at number three and number five as well. So. First yeah. of all, let's 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 have our opening statement of they have a lot of work to do. Um,
2: <laughs> That's kind of an understatement, if you ask me, but we'll go
0: with it. I mean,
1: hey, honestly,
0: if we're being fair, I, I mean, we've talked about the Rangers so far. I don't think they are too much further away from being legitimate. We talked about the Kings. The Kings are about 15 and a quarter miles away. And I th- I think the Sens are getting there, right? I think if you're in a rebuild, this is about the point you want to be at right now with some good prospects in your system. Three first round picks, a bunch of picks later in the draft. Like this, this is, you couldn't ask for a better situation right now if you're the Senators, except for having a better owner because this owner is probably going to find a way to piss the whole thing away.
2: Yeah, uh, you couldn't have said it uh, any better. You literally have first uh, three first round picks. You have two picks in the top five. You have to really miss uh, on, on this draft to to put yourself backwards and knowing the Ottawa centers, they just might don't don't hold your breath. Um, but realistically, this is your not. It's, I, I don't even think get out of jail free card is the right word. This is your prime time. This is it. You have to shine on draft night if you really want to show everyone you're ready to take the next step in the next few years.
0: I I agree with that. And I think right away, it starts out, you've got to get one of the big three, right? It shouldn't be difficult. You've got three picks. You're inside of the top three. There's three guys in this draft that I think everybody's kind of pegged as head and shoulders above everybody else, at least from the fans' perspective. Um, I don't think that Quentin Byfield necessarily belongs... In that range... I, I don't know. It's tough to say. But you have to come away with one of those guys. You cannot mess that pick up. And I can see the argument... Nick made the argument for picking Jamie Drysdale, number three, to make sure you get him. And then you take whatever's left at at five that you like. Uh, I don't think you can do that. I, th- I think you need to take the best player on the board at that point. And honestly, in all likelihood... I think that, that I think the Sens are going to walk away with Quentin Byfield at number
2: three. I I agree. I think, man, if you pick Jamie Dresla at three, you better hope to whatever god you believe in that the Detroit Red Wings don't take Quentin Byfield at four. Because if they do, you're left with no Tim Stutzel, no uh, Quentin Byfield, and you're left with one of uh, Cole Perfetti, Marco Rossi, which are not bad picks in any way. That's not what I'm... Trying to convey here, but you better hope to God that Detroit goes a bit off the board there. But I I agree, Frankie, that they I really would be shocked if they didn't go with Quinton Byfield or Tim Stutzel, whichever one is available after the LA picks.
0: And you know, honestly, it's not to say that um Jamie Drysdale's a bad defenseman because like no, I, I think I think he's a, probably the best defenseman in this draft. But I think he's far from the best defenseman to be drafted in you know the last five years or whatever. Right, he's not a can't miss prospect in my eyes. Where, yeah. although I'm not a massive Quentin Byfield guy, I th- I think it's understandable, and I think we all know why he's there. And I think the Sens will be stupid not to pick him there.
1: It's, I mean, so like, who would you say who are we, who are we saying the big three is right now? Lafreniere, Stutzley, Stutzley and, and who's your third? And Byfield. Byfield.
0: Okay. Yeah. As much as as mm. much as I want it to be. You know, honestly, it's tough. It's not like I think Marco Rossi's part of that big three. I just think that Marco Rossi's better than Quentin Byfield is is essentially what it comes down to. I don't know if Quentin Byfield is as good as people give him the hype to be. And we've talked to people in the past, Nick, who who's, who love him. Uh, Tate and Cody both love him. You and I both aren't sold. But there's certainly... I think we both understand what the what the talent level is there and what he's capable of doing if he progresses properly. But,
2: you know... I find it funny on a year where the Ottawa Senators have a top three pick, the third pick let's just say, let's just keep it short and simple that there is, of course the year the Sens have it is the year where people are debating, like we are right now who that three person should be because usually in most drafts not all, but you know what your one, two and three is for the most part, you'd like to hope Um, teams have whiffed, Dylan Strome you know, that, that happens a bit, but of course it's the year that the Ottawa Senators have a huge opportunity to take a step in the rebuild.
0: Yeah. I'm, you know, honestly, I think you could go as far as to make the case that, uh, Marco Rossi should begin that three spot. I think you can make the case. It should be Quentin Byfield. I think you can make the case that it should be, um, Alexander Holtz. I think you can make the case that Lucas Raymond should go there. There's so much talent in the front end of this draft that, I think it's going to be difficult to decide who goes where. And I, I think we're gonna see some some crazy out of out of or like picks that we weren't expecting to happen. Like, I think it's very, very possible that the New York Rangers go with Tim Stutzley number one. I think that's a very, very reasonable expect or thing to see happen.
1: Yeah, I think this is one draft where it's in, it's almost impossible to have a surefire mock draft. I mean, normally the first overall pick is pretty set in stone. Um, I mean, everyone's hyping up Lafreniere to be that elite talent. But as time goes on, I mean, when the Rangers ball first popped up, I was like, we're getting an elite player right now. I cannot wait. But as time goes on, man, it just starts to get, I don't know. I start to grow a little bit more worried about him being that elite talent that everyone thinks he's going to be. Um, oh, I, he's so, going to yeah, be amazing. I, I, yeah, well, well, like, well, well, don't get me wrong. He's going to be incredible, but I, the hype is what? I mean, like a Sidney Crosby type guy is what people yeah. are saying, but I don't as time goes on, I don't see him being some Sidney Crosby, you know, like he's he's going to be a first-line forward, no question, but, you know, I could very you well back, someone else. You remember back, to to drafts like um,
0: when, when we saw Connor McDavid get drafted, everybody was talking about, oh, well, it's a two-horse race between my, or Eichel and McDavid, and you know, you look back at that and you're like, well, I don't think it was really... Like, I think it was obvious the whole time who was going to be going first overall. And yeah. yet we bought into this belief that it was a, a two-horse race. I think here almost the opposite has happened. And I know this is a sense thing, but I'll, I'll just make this one last point. I think the opposite here has happened. I think that we've almost bought into this idea that there's not a chance that anybody other than Lafreniere could go first overall. And I I really wonder with like we saw it AJ Jakubik tweeted just a couple days after he came on here Nick that there was teams that were in the qualifier round that that liked Tim Stutzley more than Alexis Lafreniere and I, it would not surprise me one bit if the New York Rangers were one of those teams.
1: Yeah, and I mean I wouldn't be opposed to it to be completely honest with you. Um, I love Tim Stutzley a lot. I like the way he plays too. He's, I mean. A lot more, I think, agile than Lafreniere. He's just incredible on the puck. They're both good. I mean, that's it. I mean, I wouldn't mind having either of them, honestly. I wouldn't be surprised either if they didn't pick him. Now, what, what importance does that have on the sends? Not much, I don't think.
0: I think no. this is... Uh, what's become more clear is that Stutzley and Lafreniere are probably the one, two. What order they go in, I think, is becoming less and less clear as we move towards the draft. But I do think that number three is going to be Quentin Byfield. And then number number four for the Red Wings, I think, is going to get fuzzy. We've heard reports that they like Jamie Drysdale. We've heard reports that they like Cole Perfetti. I'm not sure that either of those are going to end up being true. I think I wouldn't be surprised to see Lucas Raymond go there. Like I said, wouldn't be surprised to see Alexander Holtz go there. Wouldn't be surprised to see Marco Rossi go there. Drysdale there. Perfetti there. Like I I'm I have no idea what the Detroit Red Wings are going to do. And I think that's so interesting to see. Like, the Sens really don't have much to to think about until they know what Detroit has done.
2: Is it a... And I always just said it's a Sens thing, so it's last one for me, I guess. Is it out of the realm of possibilities that Detroit... Like, are we not talking about Detroit taking Jamie Drysdale at four? I think it's possible. I think they could get Jamie Drysdale. I... I think that that's something to keep an eye on. Like you think, like you look at their defense right now on paper, and it is a big frown upon. And yeah. you look at their non-roster defense, so their juniors or whatever, you know, loans, etc. And they have Moritz insider. That's about it, and Dennis Chillowski. Mm-hmm. That's about it.
0: The the thing with you the know? Red Wings though is they're kind of lacking everything. And like I yeah. said earlier, I don't think that jamie drysdale is a can't miss guy i would if i'm detroit i would almost rather get my superstar forward and and draft a guy like uh ryan o'rourke is it ryan yes ryan ryan i'd get a guy like ryan o'rourke or um shoot i'm forgetting some other names but
1: jake sanderson
0: jake Sanderson.
1: well i mean if you're if you're talking ryan o'rourke i mean where where's their um well, it's no, going to well, be no. It's that's be, right. They don't have another first. What am I thinking? But it's going to yeah, be thirty-three so the works. next time they pick. Right. Yeah. So Ryan O'Rourke's their best bet. Yeah. Or right. a guy like
0: Justin Barron, maybe if he falls. Like I would be comfortable with that, and then getting my superstar forward. So, like again, I I could see both possibilities, and it's, it's interesting because if I'm the sends and Jamie Drysdale's still on the board, come number five. I, I might have to think about it. But I'm definitely not touching him with a 10-foot pull at 3.
2: Not a chance. No. No, you got to walk out with a forward at 3. There's no other way of going about it.
0: Like the only way you could possibly justify taking him at number 3 is if one of the teams ahead of you picks somebody off out of out of the like off the board. If Lucas Raymond goes number 1, for example, then I can justify picking Jamie Drysdale. But even then, I'd rather have my choice of Byfield and Stutzle.
1: All right, so I think we've covered, you know, their potential picks at 3-5 and five enough. Now, obviously, they have another pick later on in the draft, and I think we'll get to that later. But I think it's time we start talking their actual team status, what do you say? Sure. So... Everywhere and their in on their team is is a big question mark right now. I mean, you've already said it, uh, Kenan, that their defense is a big frown upon. Um, but I think there's a He's lot of upside. Or, right, right, Detroit, but even even in Ottawa, I mean, they, they have they have g- a great prospect pool. I think is a big upside for for Ottawa right now. And I mean, no matter who they get, they they're in the right spot right now for a rebuild. Yeah,
2: there's you know there's lots there the the biggest question mark and i said this right before we started recording uh i actually think ottawa's defense has the last question the most the last question mark oh my god i can't even speak <laughs> the least to worry about let's just put it like that okay they actually they're okay they have some bad contracts to Zaitsev. the key you're gonna have to live through that unfortunately because no one's picking that up anymore now if, um, if we're being
0: fair though right now on as of cap friendly using the numbers that we had last year which i believe is going to be what we have because i think we're looking at a flat cap um yes oh for sure 43 and a half million dollars in room roughly so you can eat all the bad yeah. contracts you want
2: yeah exactly and that's you know with eugene Melnick, that's going to probably account for getting players after what is it uh free agency this year which is october 9th i think um, yep. so that their signing bonuses well the signing bonus already got paid but that's always UGM is going to look to save money any, any corner returns we know this um, but I think their biggest question mark and I said it before we started recording is goalies they have they, they just you know they just announced that they won't be bringing back Craig Anderson 39 years old he's been with the team for a long time I can't remember off the top of my head how many years exactly but quite a bit of time um, you look at who they have Anders Nielsen he was good not great, he's 30 years old, so really how much are you going to get out of him down the road as, you know, he progressed to get older and you progress to get younger, hopefully. Um, Marcus Hogberg, he's okay, you're nothing too special, I don't think, at least. And then you have a bunch of juniors in Kevin Mandelis, well, not Philip Gustafson or Joey Decord, but that's two guys there that you just don't know enough of what they are. They're also 22 and 24, like, you have to take, I think it comes to a point where you have to evaluate what you have, and I don't think the Sens have evaluated nearly enough of any of those two, from Gustafson or Decord, to really have a solidified answer.
0: I, I, I don't think Decord's ever going to be anything. I, I think you just haven't seen enough there yet, I don't think. Like, I, I'm I'm thinking probably a career ahl
2: at at best. I'm shocked Philip Gustafson didn't get more of a look last year. Yeah. See, it, like, am it's really tough with the boys.
0: Like, you, you can't rush him. But what what is clear? No, but like, is Anders Nelson, isn't the guy? I like I I no. I do not like much of anything about his game.
2: Like it just it shocks me that they didn't give, Philip Gustafson a look. And for a team where like last like you're talking about, you know you don't want to rush them. Like it was just completely okay if you were actually you know mediocre. The Suns were hot garbage. Yeah, you had nothing to win for you you were winning for a lottery ball that's what you were trying to win that's a that's about it you were trying to win nothing else but that all of last season um until you know he got suspended and whatnot but i yeah that's in my opinion their biggest question mark is the goalies hands down and you know i said this as a joke but as time goes on i'm actually starting to think about it i don't think they will or they should but i've seen people on twitter talk about them taking uh Askarov, the goalie, at number 5. That's a bit of a stretch. I don't think they should or will, like I just said. But it really... This just shows how much the Sens need a goalie. And if only that middle-of-the-tier pick at... uh, Well, not really. twenty eighth now. But was a bit higher up. And that's where they could have really benefited from that third uh, first-round pick.
0: I wouldn't be surprised to see Yaroslav Askarov at that spot, though. Like...
2: At uh, 28?
0: Yeah. To Like, to be honest no, with I you, agree. Man, I, I, I agree. I, like, the more and more that I look through teams as I'm doing my mock draft and stuff, I'm like, you know, they could pick Askarov, but there's this player here that I really like, and I think they're going to really like. It's a great fit for their team, and it's the best player still available, and I think that player is still more valuable to you than a goalie right now. And I think, I mean, as you start to get closer and closer to the end of the to the first round, too, when you've got teams like the Pittsburgh Penguins and stuff, and you've got the Philadelphia Flyers, and you know all these other teams, like you're gonna look at a team like uh, Tampa Bay. Actually, Tampa Bay doesn't have a first round pick anymore. I think they traded it to San Jose. But you know, when Dallas picks, those are the kind of teams that could really use a young body that'll be ready to go in a year or two because they're not gonna have money. Like that's, you need those kind of players to step up and and play a role for you. So I don't see the possibility of Askarov going really early and i also don't see i, I don't know it, like it's it's tough because i don't with the depth of the first round this year i legitimately could see a world where askarov doesn't get picked until the second round
1: well you said it too in one of our mock drafts i think um goalies is like a whole nother draft separate from yeah. you know your other players like it doesn't matter where you, it's not even you can't even throw them in the same list as some of these skaters, but you know, as long as you get the best goalie on the board at wherever you might pick them, in then first round, early second, it's still a win, I think, no matter yeah. where you pick them, because well, it's the best goalie on the board. i I'll, I'll quickly
0: fill you in on what I what I said then, because Nick didn't really do a great job of, yeah. But what what in in the context of what I said, it was pretty much like the difference between, um, y- Askarov's position in the draft and Will Cranley's position in the draft is massive. But if you look at it in respect to goalies, the dis the difference between them is five or something like that. So I don't know if what you're saying, Nick, is just the greatest, seen, but
2: I just see a lot of teams at 15 or 20 that can use Askrov. Like
0: the issue though with that is that sure they could use him, but he won't be ready for another four to five years unless you want to ruin his career. And that's a tough yeah. thing with
2: goalies. Oh, this I'm sorry, I just saw that draft site has Hendrix Lapierre at number sixteen and that is a massive reach. Um back ooh. to back our- uh don't, don't get him reach. started. Don't get him started, Kenneth interesting. Uh, I, yeah, I can't no, remember where that's... I have
0: Lapierre. I know I have him inside the I think I had him at the Penguins Pick to Pittsburgh.
2: Coincidentally, he's actually supposed to go to Montreal, which I'm sure you'd love, but
0: uh I could see it. I could see it. Wow.
2: Oof, I know he. I know Mark Bergevin, who has spent a lot of time in Shigutimi um, scouting, because my girlfriend's from yeah. there, well, uh, and she actually saw him once at a game. You know what? Uh, in the press box.
0: Canada. I actually kicked him out of my they seat drafted? in the sixty sevens game one time. I don't know if you knew that or not.
2: Sorry, can I? Are they drafted Samuel Hood, right, from Shigutimi, the Q team.
0: I have no idea. I'm
2: pretty sure. I'm pretty sure that's yeah. Anyways, that doesn't matter. <laughs> but uh, you kicked him out of your uh, seat. You just said sorry. Sorry, what was that? You just you kicked him out of your seat? Yeah, Is yeah. Okay, so
0: I'll, I'll t- I don't know if I've Not ever told hilarious. this story. Nick. Um, okay. But I went to go sit at my seat. It was a 67s versus Guelph Storm game. They had just traded for Nick Suzuki. No. Um, okay. And I went to go sit in my seat. And there was this gentleman there wearing like an all-red suit. And that should have been a giveaway right away. And I was wearing my hat too. Yeah, attitude, seriously. And uh, he's like, oh, thank you for your support. And I'm like, Okay. I don't know who you are. And he's like, you don't know who I am. Well, oh. I don't know. Aren't you a Habs fan? And I'm like, yeah, I still don't know who you are. And he left and I'm oh. like, oh, no, that was Mark Bergevin.
2: That's so awkward. <laughs> did, did, oh, no. Didn't he tell you to like look you <laughs> up Yes, or yes, something, yes. Or look he said, up look, or
0: something? You know, look me up and you'll know.
2: <laughs> look me up. Oh, man. I, I, you know what? No, I don't. You know what, Frankie? I got to put the blame on on you for this. I know. I don't, I don't like the Montreal Canadiens, but come on.
1: He's the most recognizable I know. face, though,
2: dude. I know, dude. He's also, like, jacked. I should have known. Like, t- like I should Yeah, have isn't know he, like,
0: <laughs> that... Because I think the Sens were also in Montreal, or, or the, the Habs were in Ottawa around that time. So I should have okay. known that he would be coming to scout Suzuki.
1: Isn't he, like, extraordinarily tall, too? And no. Like, like you said, Ken. Right,
0: well, isn't he? whatever but you know what how do you not recognize <laughs> the guy I'm sorry dude but I kind of hated this guy at the time too so it wouldn't have matter anyway
2: that was really interesting there was a time where like Montreal Canadiens fans hated Mark Bergevin and now they're okay with him you know what now they're that, like that, okay that's
0: what happens when you make a couple of trades that actually work yeah and, you know he's he's yeah. building the team he's got Jeff Petrie granted this isn't a Canadians episode I know sorry Sens fans but
2: they just signed him, too. Yep.
0: Yeah, to a very... People People were bashing that contract, but uh, those people don't oh. watch what Jeff Petrie does on the ice.
2: Those people are people who just complain about everything. Yeah,
0: those, those people don't know much about hockey because that's a very good contract yeah. for that kind of player.
2: <clears throat> but... But... Oh, my God. <laughs> go ahead, please.
0: Yeah, to, like, to your point, though, about Askarov, like, the only way I would consider it with the Senators is if, A, you trade down and get... Two more picks in the first round somehow, or B he's there for your your pick number twenty two, or you get really lucky and he's there for your second round pick.
2: I think um, I I really think coming out of this draft, the Ottawa centers will leave with Quentin Byfield and Jamie Drysdale. That's what my gut tells me. You're sold on that? Um, do you have any? Do, do you they, know who am... you
0: think it's going to be for the twenty eighth?
2: Twenty? No, that's gonna be up to them. And knowing them, they'll probably, you know, the, I've noticed a pattern. in The sense when they have a late first round pick, they either completely whiff or actually hit the bullseye. So that's gonna be up to them to decide. And I hope things go right for the sake of my mind, <laughs> uh, peace of mind, I should say. But all that matters is in my. I mean, that's not true. the The late round pick counts, but I. We can agree here that three and five are where you need to hit bullseye and leave the draft that that first night feeling confident in yourself.
0: Oh, 100%. And, I mean, my head always goes right to uh, Jacob Perot, maybe a guy like uh, Jake Neighbors. But, I like, there's still some really frigging good hockey players at the bottom of the first round. And it's it's so, so weird, too, because normally it's not like this. But i don't know maybe maybe there's a guy like hendrix lapierre down there maybe somehow connor zary hits the skids and falls a little bit by the way that's another player that i'm in love with maybe it's a guy like noel Gunler. like there's so much talent even to the guys that are projected into the 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 beginning of the second round uh which yeah if you're looking at bob's mckenzie's list those guys are probably in like the seventh round for uh craig button
2: i was just gonna say don't we want to look at craig button instead yeah well he's a great source
0: in in a year we're gonna look back at craig button's list and we're gonna make fun of him <laughs> but
1: you never know maybe we'll praise him for it frankie n- oh, i man. don't care how right he is he's still wrong in my eyes <laughs> <laughs> i just wanted to get you rattled there yeah i like um <laughs> i
0: i think there's let, let's actually let's say this if the senators don't make a long-term impact on their franchise on october 6 2020 they screwed up and Pierre Dorian should never have another general manager job in his life.
2: I think we're going to see if Pierre Dorian sticks around or not by the beginning of 2022. You think they're going to give think him that Pierre long. Dorian's got. I think Pierre Dorian has another 12 to 16 months left on him until they tell him, you got to go. That's And it th- might be a hot take, as we like to call it sometimes. That's my hot take over the next few years for the Sens. I think I don't think Pierre Dorian's going to lead this team through the rebuild.
0: The, the tough thing I really don't think so. you've already fired your coach. You've brought in DJ Smith. I think at this point he has this season, and if the Sens don't take a step forward, I think they're going to fire him. And that's not. Oh, yeah. Like, that's not to say that this is his fault because with the cap room and the young players he's got, the Ottawa Senators realistically should be Stanley Cup contenders. It's kind of ridiculous that they're not. With the with the talent they have on this team and the amount of money they have left, this is this is on the shoulders of Eugene Melnick, and that's the you truth know, of this matter.
2: Yeah, I I I agree, and I it might not be fair that we're saying that Pierre Doria might have another year left in him, but this is going to be a rinse and repeat thing until someone besides Eugene Melnick owns the Ottawa. Semester. Or
0: Melnick somehow wins every the GM, and even then he'll probably go bankrupt he, anyway.
2: He'll still be in the red. He'll barely break even. I mean, um, let,
0: let's. Let's touch on this, then, since we're here. Yeah, Eugene Melnick bought out Bobby Ryan to save $4 million.
2: Yep. He's not um, bringing back
0: Craig Anderson, who, I'm going to be honest with you, is one of my favorite goalies in the league. Just because it, his, he's so technically sound, and he, he's never losing you a game, it seems. you know, I, I think he's still one of the more rare. consistent guys in the NHL, and I think he took a lot of unnecessary abuse from Sens fans. That guy is gonna find a team. And it let, let, let's say this. If if Edmonton or Calgary don't get a guy like Matt Murray or Braden Holtby in this offseason, they will sign Craig Anderson and he will take them to the playoffs. If the Edmonton Oilers sign Craig Anderson, I think they might actually be legit. That's how hard backup role I think is a starter. And that that's Sorry. how that's how much respect I have for Craig Anderson.
1: I mean, if you're Edmonton, you can't rely on Koskinen or anything like that. No, and... Like, that, Anderson's like, a good fit. I think
0: it's obvious that Anderson's not the best goalie in the NHL, right? I think you, you look at guys like... Uh, Brayden Holpe's up there. Carey Price is up there. Uh, Connor Hellebuck's up there. You know, Matt Murray, I think, is on that upper echelon as much as Penguins fans want the guy to, you know, disappear because they killed Matt... Uh, uh, Flower there. But... You know, I think Craig Anderson is more than capable of helping the Edmonton Oilers get to that next level.
2: Was the Bobby Ryan saga finally done for maybe, you know, was it time for that to end? And I'm not disputing whether it was a business transaction or a roster transaction. I want to make this clear before I say what I say. I completely agree that Eugene Melnyk did this because he needed money. And not because he didn't think Bobby Ryan can still throw in 10 goals a season. Or 15, let's say, to be to be really generous. Um, I think Bobby Ryan's going to be missed in the room. That's without a question. He was really liked in the room. Um, he obviously went through some personal struggles this year. Um, tip my hat to him for that. That's never an easy thing to do. Comes back, first came back, scored a hat trick. Great to see you. You love stories like that. That's That's a story in sports where you'll never forget it. That'll be remembered for years to come. Um, but to me, I think Bobby Ryan being bought out was a business transaction, but it will lead to a better product on the ice because now this potentially opens up a roster spot to a younger player. Here's what I will say. If this means Scott Sabrin gets a contract, this is where I get mad because Scott Sabrin doesn't need to be replacing Bobby Ryan. No. Scott Sabrin, let's be real. He had his moment where Austin Matthews looked at the back of his jersey he scored a couple of goals to start the season, and you never really heard of the guy after. That, like, this is where I'm gonna draw the line. If you're gonna buy out Bobby Ryan for a business transaction, don't tell me otherwise. No one's stupid here. Everyone sees what's going on. We've been seeing what's going on since Eugene Melnick, uh since really the time that sends made the conference finals when they couldn't sell out a home game in you know against the Rangers, whatever it was, or Pittsburgh. Um, but point of the matter is, if you're gonna buy out Bobby Ryan, you better put in Drake Batherson. Um my God, that's just one of the many names you should buy and put in. Logan Brown, I'll even throw in there. I know some people think that he's, you know, another guy that's off the rails and there's not much to be had there. Uh Josh Norris, Jonathan Davidson, Alex Formanton. I don't really care who you put in, but it better not be a replacement of Scott Sachs. That's my only thing.
0: To me that that's where I look at this team. Why is Chris Tierney here? Because he's cheap. Why is Jace Harlick here? Yeah, Because he's cheap. Why is Matthew Pekka here? Yep. He's cheap. Why is Nick Paul here? Because he's cheap. Nick Paul yep. has what? 28 points in 112 NHL games. And yet the Senators keep trotting him out there because oh, Nick Paul might do something someday. Right? Why is Morgan Klimchuk here? I, you know, I know we didn't play in the NHL. Yeah. But
2: no, but still.
0: You know, you don't need you don't need him. Scott Sabron, same deal. And then you look at guys on defense. Mike Riley's there because he's cheap. You know Christian Willannon. I know Willannon's young.
2: Yeah. But he's that's cheap. another like, guy. He's twenty five. Yeah. We we gotta get we, we have to, you know, make an, a stance on what he's gonna be for you. But I agree. I completely agree with what you just said. Like I said when I first started my point. This is was completely a business transaction. I don't wanna hear otherwise. It's not even up for debate. And then no one is like, blindfolded.
0: I get that you're paying him a lot of money. Yep. But like you're looking to get to the cap floor. You have Artem Anisimov on this team making four and a half million dollars. You have on this team, uh, Marion Gabrick making almost five million dollars. You're paying yep. Nikita Zaitsev four and a half million dollars. Like, why why was Bobby Ryan's four million dollars that you're saving so important? But, but um, Marion Gabrick is fun. like.
2: Well, you know what? Why did it have to be the fan it favorite? It didn't sit well with Eugene Melnick because every July 1st, this year was different because of uh, everything that's been going on and you know retroactive pay and whatnot for signing bonuses. I think it didn't sit well with him. He had to pay Bobby Ryan $2 million continuously for another, what was it, three years? Two? Two or three years? Around yeah. there. Um, that I don't think that set, set well because base salary is different, right? Like, the, like we've seen the NHL now. When uh, a, a player signs a contract, it's front loaded because if you have a financial advisor, they'll tell you get your money now, not in five years, because if things go south, you have your money. If you got a career-ending an injury, guess what? You still have money. And I think Bobby Ryan getting two million dollars for the next few seasons. And we just... We touched on this before we started recording. Guys, Eugene Melnick has been in the red for four years, I'm going to say now. Oh, yeah. Like, the fact that this guy hasn't been bankrupt, like, hasn't declared bankruptcy, is seriously shocking on some days when you think about it. Like, this guy is not going to have attendance next year because, one, they suck. Two, they're not going to be allowed to have a lot of attendance because of the pandemic. And there, he's going to be forced to sell. He's literally going... I don't think he'll be here in 2 years there unless the team folds no
0: i don't think that'll happen i think the nhl would put them on life support before anything like that happens but oh man I, as long as long as eugene Melnick is the owner what is stopping anybody from change. right now when when free agency opens up on october 9th what is yeah. stopping a team from going to anthony duclair and saying all right buddy uh, we're going to give you Six million dollars next year, but it's all signing bonus. There's not a chance in hell. Eugene Melnick is pulling no. six million dollars out of his pocket that day to give to Anthony Duclair. He's gone. There's not a chance they keep him if that happens. And that's that's the you know concerning what? thing with this draft. You look at a guy like Quentin Byfield, right?
2: Yeah. The
0: day that he hits restricted free agency, if Eugene Melnick is still the owner, he's gone. There's zero chance he's still a senator after that.
2: Well, yeah, because he's going to want all the money up front.
0: I mean, you, you'd and be you know stupid what? not to take that if you're the player. Like that, that No, I you, you can't absolutely. hold that against the player. But this is what the Montreal Can- no. Canadiens tried to do with Sebastian Aho last year. They thought the Carolina Hurricanes wouldn't have the money to pull out of their pocket and give to him right then and there. And clearly, um, I believe his name is Paul Dundon, right? The owner there? Yes. He had the deep pockets. He tried to save the Alliance of, of American Football. He had the pockets to do it. That's what we learned from that. What we will learn quickly, if somebody offers Anthony Duclair $6 million for next year, like I think he's probably probably worth in signing bonus, he will not be a senator. And it'll be very exceptionally obvious to the league that they have to do something.
2: He also won't be a senator if that happens because the Sens will just take the compensation picks.
0: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Like they'll
2: just, and you know, you can argue if that's a good reason or not. I don't think it is. Um, eventually, you have to ice a team that can actually get out there and play. Um, you know, you can't rebuild like the Edmonton Oilers since God knows how long now until they recently started making the playoffs a bit, which has been shaky. Um, but yeah, you can, they will literally take it. Might My- because picks. Hey, rebuild. Look at us. We gave up Anthony Duclair. Oh no! I bet you'd like another first round pick. And that's that's you know that's how they'll phrase it.
0: Well, I think it for uh six million dollars. I'm not too sure what you're looking at.
2: It might be a second, but like, come on, let's Eugene Melnick will phrase it just like that.
0: Yeah. So it works out to being. Let me just pull this up real quick.
2: Mm-hmm. It's yeah. It is. Uh...
0: So at six million. You're talking about a first round and a third round pick. Which
2: yeah, they'll take to that. be
0: honest with you, I would take that for Anthony Duclair. Because I don't think Duclair is worth that.
2: He just had but a really good season with a question. bad team. But here's the question when do you draw the line? When do you stop taking it? Well that's that's exactly when
0: it. Do... My my concern is not with Anthony like, Duclair. It's with your it's with Lassie Thompson. It's with uh Quentin Byfield, yeah. it's with Marco Rossi. You know, when, when you have yeah. those legitimate RFAs, you know, a Sebastian Ajo, a Jonathan, Dr- uh, not a Jonathan, a Max Domi, guys like that. Mm. What are you doing then? Like, I know, prime example, Brady Chuck If you're Brady Chuck's agent right yeah. now, there is not a chance in hell I am signing a contract with a team led by Eugene Melnick before free agency. Because I know for a fact that somebody in this league is going to give me my money up front. And Eugene Melnick will not be able to match it.
2: 100%. I agree. The
0: only way I would re-sign with Eugene Melnick is if he matched the offer sheet or gave me the contract that I want when nobody else will.
2: That's the only way. Are we? Do we know how much signing bonuses Thomas Shabbat has in his new deal? And I know the answer, but I want to see if you do, Frankie.
0: I actually don't. I can probably pull it up. But Zero. None. Zero. Wow
2: a big fad zero wow Let's see for thomas Shabbat. i don't know who
0: his agent it's, is but he did not do a good enough it's, job
2: it's like how do you walk and don't get me wrong i love thomas Shabbat. maybe he really likes ottawa which he said he does but we just we we're talking about it a few minutes ago how do you not take your money right now it's uh, how i i don't get it maybe he didn't want to push the issue maybe he likes Pure Dorian, likes the team, I don't know, however you want to phrase it to make yourself sleep better at night, go for it. But, but zero signing bonuses for a guy like Tom Shabbat.
0: Unless Shabbat is so in love with that eight million dollars number. Yeah. That you know, like let's say if Shabbat went into to this thinking he was gonna get six and a half over four. You see that eight million over seven, I'm taking that. Especially if that's not what you thought you were worth. But for a guy, oh yeah, you take the money and run. For for like, Brady Chuck, like that—that's the prime example. Unless, you know, the Senators are prepared to give me ten to twelve million dollars, I'm probably going to go to free agency because I know I'm your best player. I'm the best player on your hockey team, and I know it. Yeah. So, I know for a fact somebody will will give me an all signing bonus offer or as much signing bonus as they can possibly give me, and I I know with confidence. That either Eugene Melnick has to match that, or I'm going to have a new team, and I'm actually going to play with a more than likely competent owner.
2: Brady Kachuk's signing bonus is ninety-two thousand dollars right now.
0: That's that's just generic. Like, I I think well, it's
2: twelve. He's only making twelve more grand than Drake Batherson. Yeah. Which is embarrassing but that's it's
0: it, that's the thing like this is all business that's where my confidence level with like so I'm, I'm a canadians fan i think as we know yeah i'm not worried at all about losing max domi unless they decide to go in a different direction i know that it doesn't matter what kind of offer sheet is thrown at max domi montreal will be able to match it that's not an issue yeah where if i'm a sense I'm, I'm i'm quaking in my boots at the thoughts of Brady To Chuck going to free agency. Because I know I'm gonna lose him. Sure, I'll get a first, a second, and a third in return. But you don't get we... Brady to Chuck in, in the draft every year.
2: No. You just you don't get a player to ice. No. You have to make up for it. And that's that's the thing with the Senators, and it's so frustrating because they're so like back to the beginning of with the episode we talked about how there's so many good players and it's nice you you know you get that rush of excitement at least i do because i see wow three and five man they're gonna walk out with two solid picks on october 6th and then i'm like wait Eugene will, here.
0: will they be on the team in three years
2: will they will they be on the team in three years will they be on the team after their entry level when they want by the well i don't know let's maybe not throw out cap numbers and inflation because of what's going on right now in terms of the NHL losing money and, you know, whatnot. Um, I don't think they're losing money, but you get my point. Um, will they be on the team in three years? Like you just said, will, will they sign a a deal for way less because Eugene Melly is going to be here and he's not going to want to pay. Like he's never really paid.
0: And that's, that's a tough thing. I I was
2: shocked when Thomas Shabbat was signed. I remember reading that and I was like, wow, they actually signed Thomas Shabbat.
0: Yeah. I thought um, the eight number was a little bit high, but I guess when like the only way that you can bring back these free agents is if you absolutely knock their socks off and you give them exactly what they want.
2: Well, yeah, and if you're Thomas Shabbat sitting in that meeting, you have all the cards. What are you going to do? Not give me eight million? Cool, see you later, man. I'm your best defenseman by a long shot. I was your best defenseman to some when Eric Carlson was still here. Oh, just, sorry, second best, not definitely not first. I have to go back quickly on that one because I know people. Well, are I think I
0: think at times you can make the argument but, for best because I mean let's, at times you make it. the argument. Let's Eric yeah, Carlson has let's fallen off cliff since Matt Cook, you know, butchered his Achilles.
2: And that's the thing. And you know, you you think about these players and when their entry levels are up. And if you're Thomas Shabbat, you're Brady Kachuk, Eugene. What are you? What What are you trying to tell me that I'm not good? Are you trying to tell Brady Kachuk he's not good? Are you trying to tell Thomas Shabbat he's not the core of your blue line what are you gonna do let me walk okay have fun finding another thomas Shabbat and letting him develop and starting a rebuild over
0: and that's that's exactly it nick i'm, I'm gonna make this one more point and then i'm gonna let you talk because this has turned into the frankie and kettage show yes. a little bit now go for um, it <laughs> this is what i've heard from sens fans over and over again i'm like are you excited about having three and five and they're like yeah i guess so but i i, I don't think <laughs> they're gonna be here for for very long and it's hard to get excited yeah. about it's hard to get excited about a player and a team that you know is going to look drastically different in a couple of years again. Like you can't get excited for a Quentin Byfield because you just don't know how long he's going to be there.
1: So the thing I want to know is we talked a little bit about it before. Um, Ken, you kind of answered it, but I kind of want to know yeah. the why I guess is sure you have all this money. If you're the senators, you got 40 plus million dollars in cap room. Um, when on earth do you start spending cuz you, well, you know the, you can only develop prospects for so long until you got to start adding pieces to your team so i know you said a little bit that they are not going to spend this off season but all right what do you think well
2: they have they have 40 something million dollars we have to ask ourselves how much money do the centers have internal
0: that's that's exactly it like, that's
2: how much they can spend doesn't mean that's how much money you have you can go to a bank right now and apply for a $30,000 loan. You won't get it. You'll get 15. That's how much you'll get. You'll walk away with a $15,000 check. You won't get 30. You might be able to get 30, but you're not gonna get it when it's all said and done. Same thing with the senators. You might be able to spend $40 million, but this, I couldn't tell you right now how much money Eugene Melnick has left in him. And I don't think it's a lot. And this is what I said. This is why I said it earlier. I don't think he's either going to sell or the team is literally going to fold, as devastating as that is to say, as a sense fan. This there's no getting out of this. This is
0: this is exactly it. Like Eugene Melnick does not have eighty-two million dollars to spend in a year. That's just not it. This is no this,
2: absolutely not even close. This is the
0: like if you want to put this in a, in, a, in a terms for a different sport, the Ottawa Senators are the Tampa Bay Rays or the Oakland Athletics, and they've got to compete with the New York Yankees every single night everybody else in the league except for maybe the florida panthers and arizona coyotes who by the way actually spend money smart sometimes the ottawa senators always have one of the lowest budgets in the league and it's because eugene melink doesn't have the money to spend like you look at this team right now nick i said earlier that they should be competing for cups you have 43 million dollars in cap space this year you should be able to go get a couple of big name players in this free agency to put yourself in as a legitimate cup contender, but they can't because they don't have the money. No. You, realistically speaking, you should be able to go into this free agency. You should be able to pick up a guy like Anze Kopitar, a guy like Alex Petrangelo. You should be able to sign a Matt Murray or a Braden Holpe and take your team to that next yeah. level with the draft picks you've got, with the young players you've already got, and be a cup contender. But Eugene Melnick doesn't have much more than the cap floor to spend. And this team will never be competitive if he can't find more than the cap
2: floor to spend. Well, yeah. you know what the Senators? Sorry, go ahead.
1: Well, I was just gonna say, like, kind of piggyback off of you. I mean, you almost have after this season, you're gonna have you're gonna be loaded with prospects. I mean, you're gonna be uh, prospects in every single corner, every single department. You're 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 fine. So realistically, you should have your core developed by, I mean the end of next season you should have some sort of core and that's when you start adding value to your your team but um yeah it's just jumping off what you said frankie i mean you should you should have weapons everywhere by now
2: i i you know what eugene melnick is best at doing leasing players eugene melnick walks into the dealership and leases a car he does not finance it he does not buy it outright he leases it and even when he leases a player After two to three years, when it's time to renew your lease or buy out your car, he says, never mind, just take over. Someone else can have this. That's what he does. Eugene Melnick can't afford to pay a player. And thats it's going to be a rinse and repeat, like I said earlier. As long as this individual is here, you can blame all the GMs you want. You can blame all the scouting staff you want. You can blame all the coaches you want. I think DJ Smith's a great coach. I I does he have flaws? Sure. What coach doesn't? But nothing will change. And this is a really like somber moment, but that's unfortunately the truth about the Ottawa Senators. Not Eugene Melnick is the Ottawa Senator's worst enemy. No one else.
0: And this is like I know I'm not a Suns fan. And I've 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 talked about this in the past. I've tweeted this in the past. Being an Ottawa resident and having Eugene Melnick as the owner of this team, it disgusts me. Like, it it disgusts me. You know, to to see him trying to get the city of Ottawa to build him an arena for free, it's disgusting. Oh, my God. It's disgusting. Uh, Like, the sooner the NHL can get rid of Eugene Melnick, the better. Like, the only positive he's ever done for this city, recently at least, is cheap tickets. I've been able to go see the Habs for 20 bucks. That's it everything else has been miserable
2: man it's just it's so frustrating because you know you go back to should have should have they maybe paid for that arena should the city have rallied and helped the Ottawa centers and then you step back frankie we both live here we know what it's like to live in Ottawa. Yep. no we're not going to do this this, this would have been what
0: an absolute disaster too i want to point that out we don't have the infrastructure to build him a downtown arena that's going to attract it people also, like that.
2: I, I you just talked the words out of my mouth. That would have helped nothing. This team would have still been, this, the, you still wouldn't sell out. I'm now, sorry, as disappointing as that is to year.
0: Let's let's point our directions at a different ownership group in Ottawa, Ottawa Sports Entertainment
2: Group. Ah uh, yes,
0: say They did everything right, like the way they've done things so far. They've built the Red Blacks for the most part. They've been competitive with that one last season that didn't go very well everything's set up amazing you know you go and and for the most part the game is competitive it's fun and then you, uh-huh. you go to a sense game and it's teams getting blown out and you know a lot of games aren't fun and the the parking is ridiculous afterwards and the food's expensive you want to you want a slice of pizza all right nine bucks please oh you want a drink yeah. all right 21.50 for the combo thanks but <laughs> there, Like, there's so yeah. much wrong with the Ottawa Senators organization as a whole. And we haven't gone in this direction with the Kings or with the Rangers so far because both of those it's teams have issue. had success
2: <laughs> recently. And, it, and it's not just you know, success, though. You can, well, that's the thing. You can point f- if your team's not having success and you have a rich owner, you know where the problem stands now. It's either A, the players, B, the trades you made, or see the coach. It's pretty cut down. You know, it's it's a narrow path. You gotta get through some stumbles, but you know where you're gonna end up to and who to place the blame on. Like I just said, I don't think Pierre Dorian has another year a year max, sorry, left in him. But what's gonna change? What's gonna change? Who who's gonna come here and make trades? Who's gonna come here and sign guys? With Eugene Melling at the helm? Oh, I wanna sign his player. Nope. I want to make this trade. Nope. That's that's the reality you're stuck in.
0: I don't know, Kenneth. I don't know how much of a baseball guy you are.
2: And I don't know if this sounds stupid. Oh, but not a lot, but I'll try.
0: I think if, if the Senators want Eugene Melnick... Like, if, if Eugene Melnick is not going to sell this team, he's got to find a way. He's got to get in contact with the Tampa Bay Rays and the Oakland Athletics. And he's got to figure out how to run a sports franchise as a small-budget team. Because... Recently it almost feels like he's trying to compete with the big dogs and beat them at what they do best. And that's not how you do it. You know, your fan experience has to be different. You have to you have to sell games differently. You have to build Remember remember Pesky Sense? Yeah, that's how this has to be. You have to be a pain in the ass. Like that that's how small market teams work. That's how the Oakland Raiders were for a long time. That's how uh, the Buffalo Bills have been recently. You know they're not the big team that's going to go out and spend all the money in the world. But you bet your ass they're going to make smart signings, and they're going to they're going to piss you off. Like that's what needs to happen. And you can't have Marion Gabrick making five million dollars. You can't have Bobby Ryan making seven million. I know. Like, I I think we understand that it's probably better from a hockey standpoint how things yeah. have ended, but just from the like the amount of cap room they have it's just evident that Melnick is hurting for money that badly right now but like you, you've got to find a way to make the smart signings like that's that's what Montreal's done on their defense you know we watched it in the playoffs they were really good Xavier Ouellette Ben Sherratt Jeff Petrie you know guys like that have stepped in on cheap contracts and made a yeah. massive impact that's what the senators need to have happen if Melnick is gonna run the show.
2: And I think it could be done with a smart owner. And that's another thing that we have like, let alone he doesn't have money. He's not smart. Yeah. Eugene Melnick is not a smart individual. It's and it sounds really rude. And I, I hope it I, I mean that in the nicest human way possible. He's just not there's things that we're all not good at. And Eugene, not is not good at running an organization, plain and simple. Does it have to go? He has not know where to put his money. Analytical.
0: Go ahead. Sir. I, I think I think the analytical approach is the best. And I like it hasn't worked with the yeah. Coyotes, but I think you have to do it right. We've seen it work in other sports already.
2: No, but like the Coyotes also like haven't like really took the analytical route. If you ask me, they've iced some pretty bad teams ever since yeah. they started that whole like shebang. But you know that's a discussion. I for mean, day, there's I
0: not but an analytic in the world that would suggest Max Domi for Alex Skalchenyak is a good trade.
2: Yeah, like come on. Um But I guess but, that's what
0: that's what happens when you have John Chaik as your GM. That's his like what, thirty two years old. But.
2: Uh yeah, he was younger than Dubis. Yeah. Was he? Yes he was. Um Yeah. This is this is the unfortunate thing. I think the Ottawa Centers are gonna do great on draft night. I for once I actually trust them because it's not uh, you know, one, two, three, here's your picks. But whoever they come out of the first round with the top two picks, the first two picks, excuse me, that they have, um, you know, you're pretty confident, I think. They have to really go off the board with three or five for you to be like, what did you just do? You know, Frankie, I don't think I I agree with you on the sense that, you know, they should look at a guy like Marco Rossi at five. Um, But would I be mad? No. Would I be maybe a little upset? Sure. But I know Marco Rossi is going to be a great player. Yeah. I mean like So I can live with it.
0: let like as far as what they have on their roster right now as far as young talent, you still have Colin White, yeah. who I, I don't necessarily like Colin White at this point. Uh, I'm not Man, he I'm not sold. Uh,
2: talk about a guy who needs to turn it around wick. Exactly.
0: Um you got Philip Schlapik, who I think could mm. on at, at best probably a third to fourth liner if you figure something out. Yeah. Logan Brown, who not sold on either. That's I,
2: I've fallen off the rails with Logan Brown. Yeah. I try to, and I don't think there's anything there.
0: Um, but I mean, you're looking. You got guys like Shane Pinto down the way too, who uh, realistically I think should have they should have pushed harder to get him with the 67s when they wanted him. I didn't like that they didn't try at all, uh, because you know you're 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 both Ottawa teams. Like I would have liked a little bit of effort for that, but whatever. Yeah. You know Brady to Chuck who's still there. Anthony Duclair, for the minute, is still there. Rudolf Balsers, Alex uh, uh Vitaly Abramov, you know, you've still got uh, Drake Batherson, you've got Thomas Shabbat, you've got Eric Brandstrom, you've got uh, Max Legeois, Christian Yaros, Lassie Thompson, Yeah, I don't, uh, Jacob Bernard Docker is probably one of your big ones.
2: So, He's a really good There's player. There's
0: still so much on this roster. But again, it comes down to how many of them are going to be here in three to five years. And that's the part of, like, the, I can't get over with the Senators. This team should already be like, competing for Cubs. It's a shame they are not. And it's it comes down to an owner who, literally, I think if you put Eugene Melnick into a cartoon, he would be Eugene Krabs from SpongeBob. This is the
2: thing. Like, we... we... You know, we've heard how the Senators need to have a good draft the next, you know, the next year so should take a step forward, yada, yada, yada. The Senators are not competing for a playoff spot for another two, three years. No. And they they should be. be That's a sad thing. And, yeah, exactly. And, you know, we talk about how many of these guys will be here in three to five. Well, you just answered your own question. You're not going to win a cup in two to three years. You might not even get out of a first round. You might not even get to the first round if we're being completely honest
0: i think the only way they do it is if they get that pesky sends mentality back and they figure out how to be a small budget team but what happens with small budget teams when your players come up for big paydays they go somewhere else yep and that's why small budget teams yep. have a such a small tiny 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 little window and you know, I said it when the Sens went to the to the Eastern Conference Finals in 2017, I think it was. Um, yes. I said it. Every round, they couldn't have gotten luckier. Like, you played Boston in the first round. You got rid of them pretty quickly. Then you played the Rangers. Like, it wasn't difficult. You came so yeah. close to, to beating the Penguins, and I couldn't believe they had gotten that far. They would have beaten Nashville that year. And now you've completely annihilated I, you know that what? team. Like, that's what happens with small-budget teams.
2: The the auto centers would have won the Stanley Cup yeah. that year. I completely agree. I it's not even up for question. Like would, Pittsburgh,
0: would he have kept that team around? Would
2: no. There's your issue. No. No, you're due for a payday. Damn, that sucks. Looks like we're gonna have to let you go.
0: Yeah. I don't know. It's it's a that's, shame. I, like
2: that's the reality. I'm not
0: a Sens fan. I, I say it all the time, but he. It's impossible to be a Sens fan. When he's the owner, especially when one of my favorite players all time is on my favorite team.
2: It's well, it's like it's not even about not being a sense fan. It's you don't have to be a business, you know, phenom to see that this isn't working. This is basic math. The Ottawa Sanders and Eugene Melik have not been profitable for a while. And now it's caught up to them. And now there's a pandemic. And now you're not going to have seating. Now you're not gonna have attendance, and you're like that even matters in my opinion because you barely had attendance last. Year. Oh yeah, I went. I you went, to Like when you go to the home opener and there's twelve
0: thousand people there, and you get tickets for eleven yeah. dollars, like come yeah. on.
2: I've I've I literally went to a game with my girlfriend and I saw open seats like way in front of me. I'm like, hey, at first intermission, let's move down there. Like, it was
0: honestly like I. I saw the 67's attendance going up and up and up this year because people were fed up with the Senators and wanted to watch some good hockey like
2: yeah and it's junior hockey it's electric it's fun it was like you're, you're like
0: I know I know he hates yeah. Oseg he hates them so much but he couldn't have done anything he, like he hasn't done anything but help them get their crowds
2: bigger yeah yep but yeah that's I think man, it's tough. I really hope that uh, there's some sort of glimmer of hope that comes from all this.
1: So man, to summarize to summarize the senators need a new owner. It's it's yep. it's pretty much That's as simple the as that. Today. Like,
0: there you can talk about team building all you want and you know, if you get this guy, oh you can bring back this guy and But yeah. you can't you can't get into the future because you don't no like every other team on the planet man Connor mcdavid you knew he was going back to edmonton they would pay him whoever the rangers draft first overall, yeah you know I mean, they're gonna pay him austin matthews staying in toronto you know they're gonna pay him it doesn't matter who the Sens draft oh. it doesn't matter how well they do you never know if they're gonna be able to pay them yep. yeah i mean hey,
2: look at look at tampa bay they spend money do they spend a lot of it yeah but you don't play in the NHL for any other reason than winning the Stanley no. Cup. You don't pay players because ah, uh, he'll score thirty goals, but we'll still make it the second round. That's good enough for us. No. Maybe it's good enough for you if you are you know still a bubble team, etc. But if you're the Tampa Bay Lightning and you're paying players, or any team and you're supposed to be good and you're paying players, you want the Stanley Cup. That is your end goal. And I know there's cliches. The new season. Fresh start. Let's let's come on. Let's be honest here. The Arizona Coyotes are not going to have a fresh s- slate. did go to the Stanley Cup Finals next year. Let's let's, well, that's, let's cut that's the, it. Like you know,
0: they don't know if they're going to be able to pay Taylor Hall. Like that's a player. If you have the money, you're holding on to Taylor Hall. You know, it's
2: it's. See, I think I think Taylor Hart's going to get overpaid. Oh, I do too. That like just not by Arizona. Overpaid. I don't think. No, no, I, man, that would be insane. I don't think they have anywhere near that type of money. Man, because it's the Coyotes. Like, pandemic or not, it's Arizona. And that's would, not a shot towards Would not be surprised we to see
0: Carolina. Or Detroit.
2: Taylor Hall likes oh losing. Oh my god, Detroit. Oof, Detroit. But...
0: See, but that, like that's it. The yes. Senators should be in a spot right now where you can bring in Taylor Hall, kickstart this team, bring in, you know, a guy like Petrangelo or even go the goaltending route because you have so many young defensemen, you should be competing for a playoff spot. It's ridiculous. With $43 million in cap space, we're not talking about the Senators being major players in anybody other than Matt Murray.
2: Which I don't even know if they should I don't think they
0: will. I I think Eugene Melnick will back out the second that number hits 6.5. And
2: I... You have to be really careful with a guy like that, because he's had a really roller coaster the last few years. Um besides when he won back to back cups, which was phenomenal. Well just forget on. about it. That, that um, didn't happen. Forget about that. Yeah, no. They didn't. No, come on. Back to back, what's that? Never heard of it. Um but yeah, that's um like you said, Nick, that's literally the summary. It's you're not gonna get anywhere with a cheap owner. It's like buying a used car. I know this is the second time I've referenced back to cars. You buy a cheap car. It's a winter beater. Yeah, it gets you from point A to point B. You're not taking a road trip. You're not doing anything crazy with this car. You're going to have it through your high school years. And then you're going to get a better car. And then you might make that eight-hour drive.
1: Yeah, back and forth to the gas station. That's it. There you (laughs) go.
2: That's the thing, right? Like, you're going to spend most of your time with that beater in the repair shop than on the road. Like, that's, that's how it is. As long as Eugene Malik is here we're going to draft great players we're going to sign a few guys we're going to be surprised by key signings like thomas Schwab like i was and then people are going to want their money and we're going to be like oh don't have that uh, so see you later. i want
0: to ask too why are we talking about trading the second round picks for uh cap eaters why why are you talking about that like that like
2: uh, like, honestly, if you're going to pay somebody, cranky, like
0: pay somebody in free agency, don't give up your second round picks for it.
2: Well, like the, they're taking salary dumps where it's two years. They they if they're going to pay, I think this is I seriously think this is how this Ottawa Senators think if I'm going to pay someone, I'll do a cap dump that has two years left instead of a six year deal on free agency.
0: It makes no sense.
2: And what are we back at? Swear one money dollar bills. That's what we're back at, because like, that's what that's all that matters.
0: I tried so many times Seriously. to take this away from Eugene Melnick, but it circles back. Like it, you can't get away from it.
2: You can't. It's, yep. And you know, you can disagree with me that Bobby Ryan would have, you know, been a great player to some of the young guys going to play this year. Sure, I I'll meet you halfway. Why not? Maybe he would have, but that was not because you're going to put Drake Batherson in a top six role. No, that was because you didn't want to pay Bobby Ryan six point whatever something million. Yeah,
0: I mean you're, the difference. You're like you're looking at thirty nine million dollars in cap space. That's by far the most in the NHL. I don't even have to look at the numbers. I already know that's the most anybody's got. Yeah, like yep. you shouldn't have had to get rid of Bobby Ryan to do that. But whatever.
1: Nick, any any closing yeah. thoughts?
2: The Suns have
1: uh... no. Um, you guys summed it up pretty good there. You guys really battled it out today. We didn't really battle. There was <laughs> yeah, I mean, a lot of yeah, agreeing. Yeah. No. Well. Yeah. 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 I mean, you know, circling it back to the draft because that's you know we're, we're a prospect show. Um, it's uh, there no question they're gonna get good players right now in the draft at three and five. They're pretty much sure fires. Whoever they pick, but yeah. who do you think um, signs them in free agency
0: in four years, five years? <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh, no, wow. but seriously, yeah, like that's that's what it is, man. That's what it and is. This like, is why people are losing they, interest in
0: the senators, and people aren't showing up to games. It's that simple. You've you've locked yourself in a terrible cycle.
2: I'm no fort I'm no fortune teller or whatever they're called, but Eugene Manlik sells tomorrow. And we get a competent owner, and the pandemic slows down. God knows when. My God, I don't want to get into that. But you'll see how many people actually show up. You'll see how many people renew season tickets. And get excited about a Quentin Byfield. You know what, Kenneth? Honestly, I'm not a sense Jamie fan. Drysdale.
0: Like I've said so many times, if Eugene Melnick sold yeah. tomorrow, I might even go buy season tickets.
2: No, like I'm. This is what I mean. A non, a casual fan, let alone a nonsense fan, would go. Because why not? I have the yeah. money. It's Eugene. I get to see good players. That might be fun. Take my family on a Friday night, after dinner, little hockey game with my kids. Why not? Let's have some fun. And that's how you get business. And back.
0: I, I want to like, I'm again, not a sense fan, but I still go, I, I still try to support, you know, the local stuff. Yeah. I, I go like, I, I go to awesome, the all the time. So I, I'm, I'm going to sense games like on a Thursday night or whatever, whenever somebody is coming to town that I'm interested yeah. in seeing. I would, I would love to see a good sense team. Like it would actually be fun.
2: Yeah. No, I, yeah, it's, uh, it's weird because like we have this draft coming up where it seems like there's a light at the end of the tunnel, but then we have a conversation like this when reality actually hits and it's just your eyes deceiving you. There's no light. It's
0: tough, man. Like, I hate the Senators and I'm I'm very clear about that. I watch (laughs) the Senators and very infrequently do I want them to win a game. I want, I want to be entertained when I go is the thing and yeah just like looking at the amount of great talent they could have on their team like if you look at their roster right now like oh we can have jacob bernard docker on that team thomas shabbat Quentin byfield potentially guy like marco rossi or jamie drysdale and then bing bang boom all these young prospects are coming up that would be so much fun grand scheme of things maybe three to four of them are on the team in a couple years it's it's just well like
2: like yeah just one last thing before we 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 call it off like you just said exactly what you want to see like when toronto had all these guys coming up oh my god austin matthews who first overall pick that's gonna go well oh my god mitch Marner's ready this year hell yeah william nylander's back oh my god john Tavares, morgan riley let's get it going and you i mean toronto you're always gonna sell no matter what that's just like nhl mecca um along with the rangers um but they're always going to sell, but you saw it. You, you know, you saw NHL, sorry, the Leafs fans just not care at some point. They'd still go to the game, but they wouldn't expect a win. And then you see this plethora of young guys, and they're like, wow, never mind. They're here to actually perform.
0: Did the Sens sign anybody in last for agency?
2: Yeah, they did. Um, I will find that for you really No one quickly. big. Like... I know. No, I know. God, Montreal, just, just fillers. Just place Like you,
0: you, sign a guy like Carl Alsner to a contract, and sure, it didn't work out. But like, at least do something. Like, I, the Sens' biggest off-season move was a trade to send Cody Cece to Toronto, in which you got Hainsy, you got um, Connor Brown, and you got Nikita Zaitsev. That was the biggest trade, the biggest acquisition they made. And other than those names, like um, I don't think there's anybody here and like I think Vitaly Abramov was a free agent guy or whatever, but
1: No, he was um He was a trade. He
2: was yeah, in the he came from Columbus, think. right? Oh,
0: okay. Yeah. But but there's nobody on this uh, list that was actually count? a big like they just don't do anything
2: in free agency. Is Scott Saborn on that list or am I losing my mind?
0: Uh even then, I'm not gonna let Scott Sabron be your answer.
2: Oh no 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 no! Uh, it's not my. I'm just saying like that. That should give you the like yeah. that should give you everything you need to know. Exactly,
0: like you've you've got players in this free agency. Taylor Hall would be my guy. If I'm the Sens,
2: Man, but that would be sweet. you don't have money,
0: and that's that's just it. Nope. Like Taylor Hall on this team, and then you add Quinton Byfield, Brady to Chuck, the Senators could actually be legit. You'd be a couple of pieces away, but they won't do it. Dig into your pockets, Eugene. I mean, you're probably pulling out cl- paper clips and and shreds of like straw wrappers, but like figure it out, man. Like, let alone
2: like let alone like the team aspect. This guy can't spend money on a team. Man, I can't remember off the top of my head. Didn't a casino sue him like yes. six to eight months yes. ago? Like this guy, I don't even think I don't know if Eugene Melnik's focus is on his hockey team anymore. This guy's in legal trouble with like. Well, million dollars. He's casino. getting
0: sued by the partner in which he was trying to build this, the arena with John, John, John Ruddy, yeah.
2: John Ruddy, yeah, that's right.
0: And then yep. no, here we are. Oseg just signed Oseg and uh, Eric uh, Katz, with owner of the Winnipeg Gold Eyes, just signed a deal to uh, take over uh Raymond Shabbat Grant Thornton Park in in Ottawa. You know, one side yep. of this is doing it right. And they're kind of starting to take over the ottawa sports market and eugene melnick continues yeah. to bungle his way through things i yeah will we see a day where Ose owns the sense for ottawa's sake I, hopefully
2: guys i don't i think i think we're gonna go on i think the gas tank is almost about to touch e i really really think this like the gas lights about to come on because there's no way this guy can keep filtering out money. the the gaslight's been like, on for the last three to. years i i think like you know when your car starts like slow down in acceleration because it doesn't have the power to push anymore i think this is where we're at like he's eventually just gonna have to turn on his four four ways and pull over and let it let it die
0: it's good
2: like it's, it's th- over.
0: this should have happened already but yep i don't i think it's gonna take gary Batman stepping in and stripping him of his franchise. And
2: remember when they were going to get a president?
0: Remember when they were looking for a president? Oh yeah, and they fired him within a couple of days. Because no, they
2: actually never got oh, him. Oh, did they not? They, they fired they another guy. They brought in a they CEO. They fired their CFO. They? So yeah, their C- and Oh my god, I don't even want to get into that. That was some. That it's was like a personal matter, apparently. But let's see. Yeah, he
0: I'm swore at Melnick over the phone th- and told him that he was an idiot, essentially, and he got fired for it. I, I which like a that's team.
2: a great way to go out if you ask me I would call Eugene that man I'd love to be if he if I had the chance with
0: yeah anyway yep Sen's got a new logo they got some new <sighs> picks coming up uh we can pretend to be excited about them at least
2: <laughs> exactly yeah, yeah that's yeah. the only thing on the bright side forward. like I said on the bright side like I said New Jersey's <laughs> New Jersey you know honestly yep, there you go if there's one thing that I'm really excited for besides the NHL draft is those jerseys and mm-hmm. I I just know I'm going to buy them and give Eugene Melnick more money. But you know what? I'm going to have to live with that. Buy it off DHGate.
0: I know it'll look cheap, but you won't have to give
2: him any money. Yeah. But. All right. Well, we covered
1: every single corner there possibly is for the Ottawa Senators, more so than we ex- expected, I think. Um, but with that, next week, it's a special week, guys. It's the NHL mm-hmm. draft, and all of our answers, our questions will be answered. Well, not all of them um because we still won't know
0: all of the answers to our questions about this draft until about three years four years five years down the road
1: well when yeah, they yeah, are yeah, RFA like the mock drafts will either be
0: awful or great but <laughs> yeah. um Kennedy, it's been a fantastic two weeks with you and yes
2: thank you so much it's really been a pleasure coming on here. I appreciate you guys having me on
0: if if you want to come back on when the sends are well I guess for picks three four and five Fifth or five if, if you want to come yep. on, uh hang out yeah break some of the picks down with us for a little bit uh you're more than welcome to
2: yeah yeah i you know what i think i will join you. i don't have work so that's covered i'm glad i i need to take the day off of work i need to see the sends. if they're gonna screw up i gotta be here for it i've watched teams times. you so know what man that's um, the least they could do
0: i think there's gonna be at least a couple of picks where we've got some crazy reactions i know for a fact when marco rossi gets picked i'm going nuts um
2: you know, like I, I think there will be a couple off the boards. Yeah. Not not off the boards. Just Tough a flopping. bit higher up. Once you start getting to this middle of the first
1: round, man, we're gonna see yep. some crazy reaches, man. My yep. I think and crazy drops. My three names of interest right now, if I had to give you
0: three, I'm looking at Jack Quinn, mm-hmm. I'm looking at Hendricks Lapierre, and I'm looking at Connor Zary. I'm very, very interested to see where those three line up. Cause those those are guys that I think could go anywhere from 10
1: to 30 and jacob perot at 22 to the new york rangers hey i'm gonna see if i can't figure out something with jacob nick all right i like it i like it anyways um like frankie said at the beginning of the episode we will be going live next week at uh, the start of the draft probably i don't know 15 minutes half hour prior we'll say right We'll start prior and kind of do a little bit of a pre-draft Yeah, sale? probably
0: about 15 minutes because, Nick, I'm going to be honest with you, that's going to be a long night. It's going to be a long night. Long night. And long it's night like
2: sure. the, the NHL draft takes forever to oh, start between It's going to be at least oh, my four my hours.
1: Yeah. yeah, and they'll probably have a bunch of pre-draft ceremonies and different speeches they got to give. So
0: I just wonder if we're going to have, have, have booze when uh, Bettman is announcing picks because I don't know who oh my team announcing. Anyway, it's going to be interesting because we saw how the NFL draft went. I think it went pretty flawlessly. Hopefully, the NHL is the same. Um, The Chiefs are currently uh, having their way with the Ravens. The Dallas Stars are are currently getting throttled by the Tampa Bay Lightning, and they only have seven shots in the middle of
1: the second period. So 2 nothing Tampa. I I mean, by the time you guys are listening to this, you'll know whether or not Tampa is holding up the Stanley Cup or not. I'm just going to go with probably probably chances are yeah, yeah. all right well, we got to wrap it up right. guys it's time to wrap it up um ken before we let you go anything you want to say the viewers shot your stuff out real quick
2: yeah you can find me at kenneth sidiku that's my full name at twitter.com last word on puck and 613 sports i've yet to put up a piece <laughs> there but hopefully within the next week maybe next time we talk i'll i'll have something up there that's awesome. my that's my goal
1: awesome awesome Yep, so um, as usual, you can find our podcast on social media as well. On Twitter, we are HPR underscore podcast. I got that right, Frankie. On Facebook, we're <laughs> HPR podcast. Yes, sir. So if you guys ever want to hear, hear any suggestions, any players you want to talk about, or more team breakdowns, I think we'll continue with that. Next up is Detroit. and um, After the draft, yeah, of course. Let us know. After um, the draft, of course. We'll probably do... Um, I don't know. I don't know what we'll do after the draft. Maybe just a post-draft recap, maybe the week after. and then um, Yeah,
0: and I, we'll still be able to do know, our prospect reports. reports because, you know, that, that that's not changing. Players are still the same. Yeah. So we'll still do some prospect reports. We'll do that. Uh, our live stream, yeah. you can find that. Probably the best way to find that is going to be through Facebook. Uh, you But you can also find us on YouTube and likely Twitter. I'm going to see if I can't get Twitter up and running. And, yeah. But... Facebook's going to be the tried and true way to get us.
1: Great. Yep. Yeah. All right guys, well with that, we'll see you next time and uh look forward to seeing you guys live at the draft.
2: There you go. Should yeah. be a fun
1: week. For sure. For sure. All right, we'll see you next time.
0: Take care. Thank you for making it to the end of this episode of Hockey Prospect Report. Before we let you go, we want to remind you quickly one more time about our sponsors, Customized Sports. If you don't remember Customized Sports offers you a high-quality-looking tackle-twill jersey kit that gives your jersey a professional look that you wouldn't otherwise have if you left it blank. You can find them at CustomizedSports.com or on their Reddit or eBay page, Customized-Sports. And when you go to check out, be sure to use code PROSPECT10 for your 10% discount. Thank you for sponsoring us, and we'll see you guys next week.